You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. The way it's playing out now is very bullish also in the sector because the mining stocks now are showing strong relative strength to the gold price. The miners are consolidating higher. Now the gold price ran up to that 2075 and the, and the miners are consolidating around the area they were trading at when it went up there. So we had a huge move, had a huge uh, uh, move downwards in the gold price after it ran up there so quickly, but the miners pretty much yawned at it and they're consolidating higher. And they're telling us that, hey, we're that the, the, the gold sector is about ready to take off here. Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers, speaking today with my friend David Erfley over at Junior Miner Junkie with a Y.com. David's a professional resource investor, also has one of the best newsletters in the sector. Uh, very long every weekend when I sit through it on Saturday morning after he sends it out on Friday night. It takes a while to go through it because it's so thorough. He covers the companies that he invests in, the news releases, provides a little commentary, as well as what's going on at a geopolitical economic level, as well as what's going on at the macro level within the mining sector. So if you are new to the sector and want to learn more, go check out David's website and you can find more there. He also has a free email list that you can get on and he'll send you his month, his weekly editorial as well. So David, and now that I'm done selling your newsletter for you, welcome onto the show. Gold and silver. Well, what do you see happening here? We're about $1,900 with gold, $200 off the all-time high is $2,100. Is that kind of the psychological key for gold that we're really going to see generalists flood into the sector and perhaps see M&A pick up? Yeah, it could be. And, and thanks again for having me on. Always nice talking to you every month. Um, uh, always great comments from 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 your, your uh, listeners and watchers. And I really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks like, you know, 2100 is a, is a magic level now, because um, if we take a look, if we zoom out to the to the big picture in this secular gold bull market that began at the turn of the century, um, you know, we had a huge move from 250 to about 1920, you know, in a little over a decade. And then the gold price had a sharp 50 percent correction. Um, in four years after that, uh, it's basically kind of what happened during the first secular bull market when Nixon took us off the gold standard. You know, the gold price shot up to two hundred dollars, and then it had a fifty percent correction down to one hundred dollars, and then it went to eight hundred and fifty dollars just a few years later. But uh, this one is is very bullish. The, the the technical situation here because it's created something called a cup and handle pattern, and in technical analysis, that's one of the most bullish patterns, to, uh, consolidation patterns to see take place in, in, in a commodity. And um, as far as the gold price is concerned, it's, it's almost 12 years this, this one's taken place. We've got a cup from the 1920 high in 2011 to the 2089 high in uh, 2020. And now the handle has taken a couple of years to play out here. And once we have a monthly close above that 2100 level, that pattern will be technically complete. And then the target price from, from the cup and handle pattern is about $3,000. So, um, and that could take place pretty quickly, like maybe by next year. So, um, and the way it's playing out now is very bullish also in the sector because the mining stocks now 
are showing strong relative strength to the gold price. You know, we saw the gold price have that run up based on, you know, the, the Russia going into Ukraine. It ran up to 2075 really quickly. You know, we basically had a $300 move in six weeks. You know, and the last thing that I would want to see would be a parabolic move where the, where the gold price just keeps going higher. Then you'd have nasty corrections and it would get really ugly. Well, this one is, is played out rather nicely as far as the consolidation is concerned. You know, it's consolidating about in the middle of that range, which is about 1900 to 1950. And basically what it's doing, it's kind of creating another cup and handle inside the handle of the 12-year cup and handle. So, you know, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the gold price, you know, consolidate a little while longer here. But getting back to the gold shares, you know, the miners are consolidating higher. You know, the gold price ran up to that 2075 and the, and the miners are consolidating around the area they were trading at when it went up there. So we had a huge move, had a huge uh uh, moved downwards in the gold price after it ran up there so quickly, but the miners pretty much yawned at it and they're consolidating higher. And they're telling us that, hey, we're that the, that the gold sector is about ready to take off here. Dave, out of World War II, we had the Bretton Woods Agreement and there was a monumental ec economic worldwide monetary shift. It seems to me that we may be experiencing something like that currently where it's been well talked about in the last week in the financial community. Putin is saying, no, pay me in my own currency for my oil. And people are talking about gold for commodities, not the U.S. dollar. How are you playing this? Like in your own portfolio, in your cash positions, can you share some of your expectations beyond just the gold stocks? What are you doing to preserve your family's wealth? Yeah, well, sure. It's, you know, as far as the juniors are concerned, you know, as you know, I have um, a junior portfolio that I share with with my subscribers. They kind of look over my shoulder and, and see, see and, and teach them uh, how to how to invest in the sector successfully. Um, so I have savings uh, in, an, in, a, in a SEP IRA account that is not associated with juniors since I have so much writing on the junior sector. Um, so um, I. In, for the past few years, I've been in uh, just a select few um, very liquid ETFs. Uh, one of them is the, the DBA, which is the agriculture ETF. It's done extremely well, and um, I expect it to, to continue to do extremely well, especially with you know that Russia-Ukraine area being the breadbasket bread of the world. You know, thirty percent of the wheat comes out of that area. You know, we're already seeing uh, food shortages in other parts of the world, and unfortunately, it's probably going to get worse. So. Um, DBA is one, uh, DBC is the other one. That's the commodity ETF. Um, and XLE is that oil ETF, you know, but, uh, you know, the oil price has, has gone up pretty far, pretty fast. So I expect that to consolidate a while here too, maybe, but, um, those are, are three that I, that I've been in, um, uh, over the past few years and, and have done quite well. And then what about holding a cash position? What, are, what is your thoughts during this turbulent time of holding too much. Is there too much cash you can hold right now? I don't think so. That's a great question. You know, I've got a certain amount of cash, you know, uh, put aside that's in dollars, you know, that only me and my family know where it is to have access to it, you know, because, you know, you never know what's going to happen with cyber attacks or the system going down or, you know, because nobody, nobody uses cash these days. Um, you know, everything's electronic and they're trying to go that way. But, um, you know, when the system gets shut down, you know, uh, 
that's not going to help you much. You know, your Bitcoin is not going to help you much. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to your ATM to get cash out. That's not going to happen. So I, I, I like to keep uh, a two months living expenses in the house and also junk silver. You know, I mean, just in case you have that Mad Max scenario, which I am not predicting, I am not, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you want to be prepared for it. And junk silver is is the best is the best uh, thing to have in 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 that scenario. And junk silver meaning U.S. Uh, silver, U.S. coin, U.S. Uh, quarters, dimes, half dollars minted before 1965, and that's also the cheapest silver you can buy in your coin shop as well. So, you know, having physical gold is all nice and good, but you know, when you, when you want to, if you want, if you, if in that situation that, that I was talking about, if it goes, gets really bad and you, and you have to buy, you know, small things, you know, you don't want to use a gold Krugerrand to do it. Um, so I do have physical gold as well, but, uh, uh, physical silver, I have, um, I have more of. So Dave, like you said, you focus on the newsletter, you focus on the junior mining sector. So thank you for sharing a little of your thoughts outside of that. But moving back into the realm of your expertise, if you're looking to deploy money in the junior mining sector, would you be more prone or likely to add to an existing position or initiate a new position right now in today's market? Well, I could just tell you what I'm doing right now. I'm, I've, 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 uh, this week I'm, I'm selling a, a private placement where the shares came off and I still have exposure to the stock via warrants. So I'm going to sell the, 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 uh, the private placement position and I'm going to use that cash to add to existing positions. You know, uh, as you know, f- since October, I've been, I've been focusing on accumulating positions in developer explorers that are de-risking really large projects in safe jurisdictions that have, you know, that have uh, serially successful management teams that, that are, that can raise money in the capital markets that have access to capital. And they've also, you know, raised at the right times, you know, they're mindful of dilution. You know, there are a handful of these stocks out there that are still very, very cheap. You take a look at the gold price that looks like it's about to explode out of that cup and handle uh, pattern I told you about. A lot of these juniors are still yawning at that. You know, we've had we've had uh, the major miners had a not have a nice move up. You know, and I I, I was talking about it several months ago. I, I said you know keep an eye on on Barrick and Newmont. You know, those are the bellwethers. And indeed, those were those were starting to move first. And then it went down the food chain a little more where you had the royalty stocks move, you know, the Franco Nevadas, your Royal, your Royal Golds, they move fast. So, so these companies have had had really nice moves and they're consolidating their, 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 their huge moves higher. Yet a lot of these juniors, um, the, uh, the generalist investors are, 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 are definitely not interested in right now. And even sector professionals are just starting to move into these juniors. So, the, the, that's where the value is right now in, in, in these juniors. And um, so I've been doing that. You know, uh, recently, uh, my subscribers and I were rewarded by a, a takeover. On the one hand, it was a good thing because it was a nice premium and we all did well with it. But on the other hand, you, you, you say to yourself, wow, you know, I was I was you know, I bought this as a, you know, five to five to seven bagger opportunity. And the company just, you know, the, they saw an opportunity and they, and they sold out of it. And, um, you know, uh, 
on the one hand, it was nice that we had the move higher and we did well. But on the other hand, you know, you see the missed opportunity and on hopefully it would go higher once the sector breaks out. But on, 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 on yet another hand, it, it, it afforded me and I'm sure some of my subscribers to, 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 to uh, take the profit and invest the invest and take the investment capital and put it into another junior that I feel has five to seven times potential. And uh, that's, that's what I did. Dave, you and I haven't spoken since last month. So I'd like to get your thoughts on a meme stock, AMC, financing, Highcroft Mining with Eric Sprott. Like who would have predicted that? <laughs> what is your commentary here? Yeah, you know, that's a, you know, that's a situation that it, that it looks so tempting. You know, they've got multi-million ounces in, in the number one jurisdiction on the planet. Um, but, you know, lots of debt, lots of, you know, just lots of uh, red flags. But, you know, uh, kudos to the people who saw it and, and went into something like that. As, you know, as a newsletter writer who is, you know, basically my take is I'm a conservative investor in a very high risk sector. So I look at something like that. And I, I see the I see the potential, but I'm like, I can't. In you know, in all honesty, you know, I, I can't, I can't recommend this stock because there's there's so much danger. Because I, you know, debt is a is the worst four letter word to me. So as you know, that the stocks that in that that I recommend that I invest in, there's they have no debt. Um, so, um, but like I said, kudos to the people who saw that opportunity and um, best of luck with them. I mean, it's gone up. It went from what. 35 cents to over $2, I think 250, something like that. Now it's come back down to dollar, dollar and a quarter or something. So it's kind of all over the place, but um, yeah, I mean, it was a nice win for somebody who, who took, who, who took a, who took a, a chance down there in the 30, in the 30 cent level. Do you think that uh, the attention that this meme stock will bring on the gold stocks could be positive for the sector too, in terms of liquidity from retail investors? Sure, it could be. You know, it it it, it made all the you know the major headlines, and when you see, you know, um, like I said, I've, like I've said so many times in the past, we need to get the generalist investor back into this sector. I mean, they've pretty much been gone since two thousand nine, two thousand from two thousand nine to two thousand eleven. You know, that's that's when they came back into the sector. And they left in droves when when the GDXJ went down, I think, 85% from 2012 to 2015, you know, and they're not back yet. They're not even close to being back because if you take a look at these juniors, um, there's so much value there and um, there's so much room for just just a little bit of that money to come in will move these things a lot higher. But yes, it's it's good. It's, it's good for the sector, a headline like that. And we also need to get uh, mergers and acquisitions heating up again. That, that would, and a major discovery, of course, that always yeah. helps. We, yep. get, we get a major discovery, you know, that will bring, you know, something, you know, like the late nineties had with, with Boise's Bay. And then what turned out to be a big, a big huge con in Brie X. But those two discoveries brought in generalist capital in droves and we haven't seen any we haven't seen that kind of involvement from the generalist investor ever since now great bear to their credit they took it to like what was it 1.9 or 1.8 billion whatever they were bought out for do you think that money is going to be redeployed back into the sector absolutely yeah, yeah. i mean and um a company that i recently invested in and that i recommended to my subscribers um 
a fund that made uh, quite a bit of money on that stock. They own, I think, 10% of it. They've invested in this company that I just recommended and I just purchased in my newsletter. So they're they're doing the same thing, you know. They're they're basically saying, "Hey, thank you very much for this huge windfall. I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, my profits and I'm gonna put my investment capital into something else that I think is gonna do the same." Within the sector, they're staying exactly. Within, yeah. Exactly right. Pure gold mining. So they're having difficulty getting their mine up and running, as have so many developers or mine starters. Uh, for the sake of learning, Dave, could you give your commentary on Pure Gold Mining, their recent announcement, they need more money? Absolutely. I think we talked about the importance of management teams the last time we talked, um, last time we spoke, you know, that's, you know, we were always, you know, me and others, uh, other newsletter writers and analysts, what have you, they're, they're always talking about how the importance of management is the number one factor, you know, because a great management team can take an average project and make you a lot of money where a bad management team can take a great project and lose you a lot of money. You know, um, pure gold mining is part of the oxygen capital group. You know, Marco Day has created 10 companies, sold a handful of them for large premiums in the past. Um, it's, it's a great team. It's a great uh, uh, idea. And, um, but pure gold, uh, you know, they've had a lot of problems. They've got a lot of head grade issues. You know, this is a mine that is in one of the highest grade mining camps in the world, the Renly District. You know, it's, it's a district that, that, that um, birthed, you know, one of the greatest gold companies in the world in gold car. And so, um, you know, a lot of people invested in this stock because of that. You know, you have the highest grade camp in the world, one of the highest grade camps in the world, serially successful management team, you know. But on the other hand, they do tend to bloat their share structures. And uh, Pure Gold was starting to do that. You know, I invested in Pure Gold early on and did quite well with it back in 2016 to 2017, right around there. Um, but I've been just watching it ever since, you know, um, they, they, they changed management teams recently. They've got major companies in it, uh, you know, uh, funding it and having access to capital with it. But they just announced today that they're going to, they're probably going to need another 50 million. So they're going to have to raise money and the share price, you know, is, has, has dived down to a 40 cent level now. And they've all, they've already got nearly a billion shares out. So. Um, this is this is has now become a, a, a distressed company, you know, a company that took over a, a brownfields project in, in the Madsen mine and um, came upon a lot of issues that they weren't expecting. So, you know, it's just a lesson to subscribers to not just say, hey, this this company's got a great management team. I'm going to invest in it. You have to check. You have to check all the other boxes as well. You know, the capital structure, you know, the project. Um, where it's at, um, you know, all these things you have to, you have to, to, to take your, you know, do your deep dive research into these companies, even though they have a great management team. You know, I've learned this lesson in the past myself. You know, I've lost a lot of money in companies where I said, you know, this, these guys, you know, these guys have done it before. They personally made me a lot of money. So I know what they're doing. So it's not that I got lax in my research. I just, I just, um, overlooked a few things and just said, well, well, these guys, these guys know what they're doing. And, and I have faith in them. You can't do that. And it was, a, it was, it was a, it was a, a great lesson for me, you know, and I've gotten my money's worth out of that lesson. With narrow vein mines, are you more cautious too versus oh, an open pit, 
pit mine that's just about moving the earth. Yes, underground narrow vein mines. Yes, absolutely. You know, I've made I've made a lot of money in one company that got that right. That was uh, Klondike Gold. Um, but you know, other narrow vein mines, it's it's very difficult to 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 mine narrow vein underground mines successfully. You really have to control your head grade. You really have to do have have really good head grade management. Dave, you've been calling for stagflation for years since I've been talking to you. Are you more confident than ever that we're going to see that, especially mortgage rates are up a percent in a week? I think they're at 5% on the 30-year. You know, the data is not looking good, is it? Not, not something I'm happy that, that, that I predicted. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, the last time we had stagflation in this country, I remember it well going through my father's chains, you know, trying to find, you know, silver dimes and, and, and quarters and which I still have, by the way. Um, but, uh, you know, um, at the time, you know, our debt at that time, we had the stagflation in the seventies, our debt was less than a trillion dollars. You know, our debt to GDP was something like 30, 34, 5%, something like that. So, you know, they were able to come in and, you know, Paul Volcker was able to, to come in and raise rates you know, to, to 20 from like four and a half percent to 20 percent. They were able to do that. Now, you know, we've got 30 trillion in debt. Our personal, you know, debt to GDP is 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 130 percent. Global debt to GDP is, is quite a, a lot higher than that. Global debt is now over 300 trillion. You know, and a lot of this merge, emerging market debt is in dollars. So, you know, we're in a really bad financial situation here. And uh, with with the U.S. and Western uh, other Western nations taking uh, Russia off the international SWIFT system, this is threatening the petrodollar now because the finance minister of Russia basically came out and said, hey, we'll take hard dollars for our oil and gas. Hard dollars is sold. And, the, and, and at the same in the same speech, he said, you know, U.S. dollars now are basically candy wrappers to us because the, the U.S. and the, the, you know, Western countries have collapsed our ruble, you know, down to where it's worth less than a penny. So this is a financial war going on right now, which hopefully will not lead to World War Three. But um, it's it's a very serious financial situation that we're in right now. And, um, you know, digital bitcoins aren't going to do you very well. You know, if something happens with with with, the fine, with you know with the system, you know, I mean, they're rapidly doing these, you know, putting five G all over the place, not for your benefit, it's for their benefit, so they can go to electronic currency. Um, but um, you know, it's the the gold price is sniffing all this out, Bill. You know, I mean, it's sniffing all this out. So, um, you know, I'm happy to see the gold price go higher, but for the reasons why it's going higher, I'm I'm not happy about. Mm -hmm. And that's what so many people have warned. They said, you want $5,000 gold, but we guarantee you, you don't want the world in which you'll see exactly. $5,000 gold. Exactly. What's the world <laughs> going to look like when gold's $5,000 an ounce? I mean, and I I would not be surprised to see it at $5,000 an ounce if we continue to have this monetary system within the next couple of years. Yep. Well, David, your website is juniorminerjunkie.com. I think I've already told people enough what they could find there, but I uh, really appreciate your monthly check-in. Thank you for sharing your insights on today's show. Always a pleasure. And thanks very much for, for your support and your continued support of your, your listeners.
Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10-for-1 returns as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well, or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.